With only a couple days left of our annual Allendale Yield Survey, we wanted to give you guys the opportunity to have two separate podcasts this week with Greg and Mike. Today's podcast is going to be focused on marketing plans, hedging, and when to reown the crop on paper. We hope you enjoy it. Okay, so Mike, let's uh, let's talk about a few things here uh, as we get into the end of the Allendale Yield Survey uh, this week. We've got a lot, uh, a lot of uh, things going on with uh, talking to customers, talking to potential customers about where their crops are at. And as we do that, we're also asking a few questions about marketing. And what are you hearing or what, what are your thoughts on what you've, what you've heard from customers so far about where they stand for last year's crop and this year's crop so far? It's been interesting because I've heard from the same people two conflicting stories. One, it seems like everyone has all their old crops sold. But at the same time, they're saying that their bankers said that no one has their old crops sold. So we're just getting this kind of conflicting ideology that there may or may still not be old crop that is just sitting out there in the bins. And it's really difficult to actually figure out from what I've been hearing. Uh, about what's actually been sold. And compared to what I've been hearing on the entire way down, I am leaning more so towards the old crop still out there, which is leading me to believe that these marketing plans just Still in farmer ownership. Not right. Some of it's still on farm, some of it at the elevator. Um, but from according to what the USDA tells us, we've, we've got $2.3 billion carry out for this uh, for this old crop mm-hmm. and <clears throat> that's a little scary considering how much how much the farmer has been resistant to selling when we had that run up uh, from you know mid-may to basically mid-july right um and even still i don't think we're seeing farmers uh get rid of corn or beans uh with any urgency Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> now that we've seen this market completely, well, I don't know if I'd say completely fall apart, but fall apart uh, uh, to the tune of um, basically a dollar or more. Yeah, it took out all the weather premium <clears throat> we had. What do, what do we do with this? If they have sold it, if they you know if they still have it, where do you where do you go from here? Yeah, well, from here, if if you did stick to the marketing plan, you got it sold during the summer during that rally, and you were able to get that good prices. Well, historically speaking. We're coming up on a time frame that you could be looking at re-ownership. And maybe you do that with calls, do something non-margeable. Maybe you just do it with futures and just margin the position. But like we said, historically speaking, we are coming up on that time frame, either the last week of August and just September. Well, so you, last year we made our lows in September. Mm-hmm. December corn made the low in September. And then we kind of started to find a little bit of a bounce uh, as we headed towards the the end of the year, mm-hmm. um, now with your th- with your thoughts as far as uh, uh, reownership goes, are you thinking more short term? Uh, maybe looking at something in the December contract or uh, going further out to May or July, giving yourself the time value. Something I think you got to keep in mind is we're looking to answer this question about yields. And really, the way you look at it, you got two opportunities to really get that hammered out. Either it's on the October WASD or you get it with the final numbers come January. So the real question is, do you want to spend money on one, potentially two calls, or do you just want to keep it with one call and keeping that 
further time frame, maybe looking at March to get you through that January report. And that's, I think, the question you got to sit down and go through your plan about whether or not you're in a good enough position that maybe we just look at something shorter and spend less time value on. Or if you're looking to just buy and hold, just like you would do in a commercial situation where you're paying, what, 20 cents to have the commercial storage out to December and uh, why do that when you can come in here and buy a March call for 20 cents? Right. And the other thing to think about, though, is, you know, if you if you give yourself until uh, March or you give yourself until July, it's you may have to spend a little more mm-hmm. on time value because obviously you've got that much more time until. So maybe you go a little further out of the money to keep it uh, cost affordable maybe you spread off some of that uh, some of that uh, risk and or some of that premium with a uh, with a spread uh, a call spread mm-hmm. um, depending how how aggressive you want to be you could leave the top side open and maybe sell a put underneath but the tough part at this time of the year is to take on that risk when you are getting close to uh, to harvest and you know we generally make those lows here in the next uh, few weeks. Right. Right. And so another point to bring up when talking about re-ownership, I think it needs to be hammered in that this is re-ownership on sold bushels, bushels that have already been sold. If right. you're sitting here with crops still unpriced and everything, I would not be suggesting you go out there and look for re-ownership strategies because you're already long. You already have that risk on the table. And you're not going to dig yourself out of a hole looking to potentially double up. Make sure you're sticking to a sound marketing plan, making sure that you're keeping the emotions out of it because that will completely put you in the hole is looking to go emotion after emotion after emotion and then seeing come up short. So just keep that in mind, too, that when we're talking about re-ownership, it's actually re-ownership. Now, for those that that still have uh, old crop or new crop, left to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say that maybe on the September report or even the October report, we get a, a, a lower yield or they, they decrease uh, harvested acres because uh, I don't think they're going to change planted acres very much at this point. Um, it all kind of lays into the where the yield and the harvested acres comes in. Um, where, at what point do you say, okay, we've rallied off of these ideas of lower yields we've got to now look at the marketing plan going forward with what you have coming out of the field this fall and maybe what's still left in the bin if they didn't uh, if they didn't follow the uh, the plan earlier mm-hmm. this year um you know what's the what's the thoughts there are we are we saying sell cash put it in storage are we buying puts on on all this stuff what's uh, what's your thinking on that one I think a good way to be looking about it, if you got it in the bin and you're just holding on to it, you haven't pulled it out of the ground yet, is potentially look to be buying out of the money call for using that as a, a target to sell the cash crop. So that way you're not worried about it going higher or anything. You could potentially look at something super cheap for puts, but at this price, who really wants to do that? So that could be a way you're looking at it. You buy a call out of the money and you use that as a target. That gets hit and that starts to be in the money. Sell your crop. Mm-hmm. You bought something cheap out of the money. 
and at that point you will be gaining on the upside with the, the call you got sitting up there. Right. Now we've talked to quite a few people in the last uh, in the last week and a half about uh, about where they stand on on yields and um, without giving too much away or, or talking to specific people uh, that you've discussed this with, but what are you hearing in general as far as uh, where the crop is or where the crop is not? You know, the surprising thing I've been hearing, I don't know if you could attest to this, but I've been hearing a lot of this after June corn looking a lot better than the early planted stuff. I've been hearing that it's been pretty perfect. The conditions have been growing in. Obviously, it's going to take a yield hit because it's shorter season, but it's had a better season than the stuff that was planted early, the stuff that was mudded in. I heard a lot of that. The uh, the the problems with some of that earlier stuff uh, was that it, it sat in the ground for so long uh, to emerge because it was cold, it was wet. Um, and, you know, uh, since that June crop went in and, you know, as you said, the conditions have been pretty gosh darn good mm-hmm. with the exception of maybe that, what, three to five day stretch where we had those extreme temperatures. Uh, and that, that more more or less hit the the older stuff, the stuff that was planted earlier, because mm-hmm. that was right about the time for pollination, and right. and we don't like those high temperatures. Yeah. So yeah, that's another another case for you know seeing some of those uh, uh, some of those late planter late planted uh, acres actually looking okay. I mean, they're like you said, they're not going to produce the you know here in Illinois two thirty, two forty, two fifty, but they if if they can get up to 210, 215, something like that, that's got to be considered a win at this point. Yeah, I mean, you got a crop there, and at this point it's not as much how it, – it is how big of a yield cut, but are we going to get something that gives us enough crop? Because we do have a lot of crop on hand on top of a dwindling demand that keeps getting – at least seemingly keep getting hit weekly. Right. With some kind of new story. So is it do we have a crop? Are we able to finish out this year without that early frost, without a I mean, even if we get an on time frost, that might be a little too soon from this later planet. If we can get a later frost and we finish out this year well we have a crop there. Right. Well, let's put a, a call to action out there to anybody that's listening. Um, if you haven't uh, helped us out with your uh, your yield survey uh, data yet, uh, get on the phone, get on our website, give us a call. Let's, uh, let's get these numbers in front of us because, uh, let's face it, these numbers, while they're not going to be, you know, completely encompassing of the exact crop that the USDA is going to tell us, it gives us an idea mm-hmm. of how we can we can set ourselves up going into f- future reports. Because if we get it as, as accurate as possible, and we've been fairly accurate mm-hmm. in the past, it helps us to maybe trade that that report a little bit better. And if we see that the the yields are a little bit higher than what, uh, what the maybe pro farmer was or what everybody else expects... Maybe that changes how we approach right. those USDA reports coming up in the uh, in the next two months. So uh, get on the get on the web. Call us at Allendale at eight hundred two six two seven five three eight. And uh, on our next uh, podcast, we're going to do a little bit of a, uh, I guess we'll call it a debate, point counterpoint. We're going to talk about uh, the bullish and, and bearish side of things.
Thanks for taking the time to listen to this week's podcast. If you have any questions, please give us a call 1-800-262-7538 or send us an email at service at allendale-inc.com. Have a good rest of your day. <music>